the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Jerry will be here momentarily, but we welcome your calls uh, at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. You hearing it okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Can you hear me? Boy, can I. You are loud and Should I holler? No, don't holler. <laughs> you're you're coming in through loud and clear. All right, that's weird. All right, 210-308-8867, or come by Millburgers, and uh, you can uh, just visit with us, and uh, uh, you can, uh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, even oh, Calvin gosh. will not pick on me and say, really, Milton, you think yeah. this is a beautiful day? It is. It, it, it is, is gorgeous wonderful. today. Uh, between the, uh, the the bright sunshine, little coolness in the air. It's like a spring day. Yeah, and then, of course, you add to the uh, attractiveness with uh, all these uh, cyclamen and pansies and, uh, oh, every other flower you can think of. Even the the lantanas are booming up the storm here. Yeah, the, my favorite's the purple, and it's... Uh, it's in lots of blooms, and uh, I think the butterflies like that purple one too. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, well, they like. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this before, but uh, the lantanas kind of move into a, a prominent status in the fall uh, for the uh, butterflies looking for nectar, including the monarchs, and and they and the lantanas are providing it. Now, no. no we don't know how it'll react. Depends on how cold the uh, temperatures get. Yeah. Tonight and tomorrow, because uh, that that may reduce the act, blooming activity of the of the lantanas. They're uh, generally, if it gets cold cold in the winter, they uh, kind of go dormant on us. So. Oh, the lantanas will. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Depends on where they are growing, you know, what kind of environment they are, and how much sun they get, and how much wind. And but uh, yeah, well, just admiring uh, some of them in the landscapes out in the in the neighborhoods uh, this morning at that the uh, the uh, well the native and the uh, the other one that is uh, is naturalized, and so they they got the two two colors of blooms and they're both about uh, 
three feet tall, very attractive, and uh, equally attractive to the butterflies too. So they're great, but they're but there's still a, yeah, a lot of choices here at Millburgers in terms of the lantanas. So, of course, I I don't think they are compared to the uh, uh, to to the blooming plants. I couldn't resist. I went ahead and. Got some more of those stocks. Gosh, they, their uh, fragrance and attractiveness. Uh, Trace and I were talking about the, uh, the fact that the stocks this year, you could trans- transplant them relatively large, and uh, there wouldn't be any kind of retreat, uh, which usually you will see. But they, they just they don't skip up, a beat. Boom, they just keep yeah. going. And then they, uh, they're mostly uh, doubles. There's some singles uh, on, each, on some plants, but uh, the doubles, too, just make them more, more attractive. That purple, the pink, and then, of course, the, the white really shows up in there. So if you're, uh, if you're looking for a fragrance, and then there's Jerry's Alyssum, yeah. uh, another, another uh, fragrant plant. Have we got any of those uh, living Christmas You feeling plants? a little short? Huh? You feeling a little yes, short today? Yes, we do. Yeah, we still have some stone pines <laughs> and Aleppo pines. Uh, and how, how about the uh, oh the the, fra- the herb the fragrance? Uh, I think the rosemaries are either gone or almost Ro- gone. Okay. Oh wow, that's my favorite. You yeah. sound funny. What's that? You I, sound funny. I do. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Sounds funny or weird? It just I mean, if it's weird, it's just normal for them. That's true. Well, let me let me see if I can. Does that sound any better? No. no. Okay. Well, let me fix that in a second. Now, it sounds good over here. Do you hear? How's it? Yeah, I can hear good. Oh, I can hear you good. It's just you're, like, high-pitched. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, and so, but we still got some Aleppo's and some stuff. Uh, we do. Uh, as well as Leland Cypress and uh, Arizona Cypress. A number of other things that can be used as living Christmas trees. So, uh, then uh, my article today is uh, about, uh, again, about the topic that we talked about a lot last weekend, uh, gifts for gardeners. And uh, we ta- some of the same issues we talked about, the gift certificate is, you can't hardly beat it because the... The gardener gets to take some time and enjoy the nursery while they're picking out their prize, and then they uh, get to, if they, especially if it's plants, they get to get them when they are ready for them. And then the other thing is that uh, at least here at Millburgers, and I, I mean, maybe at some of the other nurseries too, that you can call call with uh, your gift certificate choice and identify the amount of money and pay pay with what credit card. Yep. And uh, then have it mailed out, uh, so that helps take care of a, a lot of action. Milton and I were talking about them. It drives me crazy trying to figure out Christmas presents for. I got I got a new style bird bath and benches in. Do you? Came in a couple mm. of days ago. They are uh, exposed aggregate bird baths and benches. What do you think is one one of the topics in my? Uh, Bird, I'm assuming bird baths. Bird baths. So uh, if you're looking for an unusual bird bath, I would call this unusual. Milton, do you know what exposed aggregate is? No. Oh, so yeah. It's like the pebbled stepping stones? Oh. Okay, but it's a bird bath. Okay. 
that'd be nice. I was telling um, Milton too that if you if you had been in my back, uh, looking out the kitchen window like I was in my back patio at the bird baths, unbelievable difference, a whole bunch of bird species. I just couldn't believe all of one right after another, and it finished off with the Cooper's hawk. You know, of course, that all the wrens and the warblers. I got, everybody else ran away. Yeah. yeah but, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that Cooper's hawk was just kind of cruising around, looking around, see if there was that. It was funny because it was, it was kind of looking in the in the zinnias and looking in the but pansies. And I'm sure there's nothing, no sparrows in there for me to eat Bless or you. anything. Thank you. But uh, that's another great He was washing down the grackle. With, oh, the Cooper's hawk. Yeah. Oh man, they're pretty. Do you have a? Do you also have a um, recirculating ap- apparatus? There's a. Oh, I got lots of pumps, and I think there's a few bird baths that actually have a, a reservoir built in to do that. Yeah, for the birds. Cause, but there, there's a lot of choices. So you can get you can, you can get solar types. You can get uh, electrical. I've just had great luck with just a, a plug-in. They just seem to work forever and the uh, plugins are reliable the solar power not so much yeah and uh let's see what oh bad some of them even battery operated i guess but the birds are you can tell when you've got a recirculated apparatus because the birds notice it right away especially this time of the year with the migrating populations tohees and uh um Oh, Orioles and, and uh, all those uh, all those species. Uh, notice, I don't know how they do it up there, sixty feet or four hundred feet up there, but they they notice a uh, circulating pump. Hmm. So it's it's great. Uh, it's great. To, a lot of fun and, and uh, easy to take care of. It, plus a real. Uh, a present that uh, Gardner really will remember and uh, be reminded of every single day. And if we have a summer like we did this one, wow. Yeah, they appreciate it. You want to talk a little bit about the trees and the, uh, I may have missed it, but Um, the trees that are left. So we still have some of everything. Okay. I still even have one 13-footer Fraser fir left. Hmm. So if you got that big ceiling and you you want something tall enough, we, we can fix you up. But we still have uh, Nordmans and Nobles and Frasers, lots of different sizes. And then um, the living? We should have uh, Aleppo and Stone Pine. Okay. Uh, Leland Cypress. Arizona Cypress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple of juniper types, so Blue Point Juniper. And then there's another one I can't remember the name of. It's a, could blue. be used as a Christmas tree. Yeah, this Christmas cactus. We do have Christmas cactus. Okay. And we have poinsettias. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did start our uh, the Christmas uh, gift area is twenty five percent off. I saw that the, the yard art is twenty five percent off. Oh, there's some fun stuff. Yeah. The Christmas yard art. We'll be we'll be careful. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots of fun stuff. Pretty day. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. How you said? You said? Yes, it will be. Yeah, I see that you're preparing. I have to be. Yeah. So, again, we've talked about this before, but we'll talk about it again. So, if I'm a regular gardener and I know that you're preparing, 
Should I prepare? Well, if they've got the cool weather plants out, then probably not. Okay. But we're in the business to sell pretty color, and the last thing we need is a freeze to knock the blooms off. Oh, okay. You mean gardeners don't respond to when you just say, I know these, these leaves are kind of nice, but you should see the blooms if and when they ever return? <laughs> uh, sure. But uh, what what is the forecast for, Milton? 34? I saw 35, and yeah. I saw 37, and but 35 could easily be 32 <laughs> where we stand. Yeah. According to the Dr. Parsons rule of thumb for weather forecasting, yeah. if they predict 34, it could either be 24 or 44. There you go. Well, I'm going to I'm going to, I'm uh, to take bring, a there it is bring it up. I'm uh, I have confidence that my uh, cyclamen and uh, my primula are gonna it's not gonna fall below. Well, the soil is just war- relatively warm, and the it hasn't been we haven't had a lot of cool temperatures, so I'm thinking they're gonna be safe. Famous last words. Huh? Well, and. Yeah, this is interesting, too. Okay, so there's maybe a lot of reasons to cover. Uh, Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 45. North winds 15 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 35. Uh Uh-oh. So maybe the wind and not the cold tonight, right? Yeah, true. All right, tomorrow, sunny with a high near 61. Gusts as high as 25 miles an hour. Tomorrow night, clear with a low around. This is the Government Weather Channel. 33. 33? Winds east north. Is that just San Antonio or is that our zip code? Uh, it's, uh, well, well, I just did any San Antonio zip code. Okay. So like the airport. Yeah, say, I did okay. the airport. Yeah. Well, then we should be colder than what that is. Oh, great. You should be colder? If, than the airport, yeah. Oh, I'm usually the same. With okay. So mid- just, yeah, this was the airport zip code. So 78216. Well, if you if you've got a large planting of uh, cyclamen, if you want to be conservative, you just uh, get some of the fabric. I notice Trace's staff has put the fabric out by the the rows, and all, all the that fabric over the top of your bed of the cyclamen and primula will take care will generally take care of it because uh, it really doesn't get damaged. Uh, in my experience, anyway, till about 20 or 28 degrees. Yeah, basically. what about stocks? Straw? Stock. Stock. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it's the shape of the stock is uh, so difficult, too, that it'd be hard to put over the top. But I'm, I'm counting on stock and snapdragons. I don't, they're not going to have any problems. Yeah. Other yeah. than possibly pansies, the pansies won't have any problems. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just got all my onions planted. <laughs> did, so. we, did you talk about cyclamen and the blooms? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I, I was... Yeah, yeah so, okay. So sometimes you just got to take the lesser of two evils. Sometimes it's actually... You can do more damage to the blooms by trying to cover the plant oh. than you can by letting nature do its thing. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good point with that's the cyclamen, cyclamen because you can put that yeah. cover over the top... And uh, if you, you if get a 20 mile an hour wind, it pushes yeah. down on it. Oh, so yeah. I encourage everybody to have something in the bed that keeps it up off of the plants. I, I so, like, but it, but it's one of those that is not 
often damaged. Uh, I've taken pots and put them upside down. That's what I was thinking uh, too. Just cages and upside down. Or, What's yeah, that? Toma- tomato cages. Cages. Oh. You, they shouldn't be in use now very much. Yeah, and then you just... Uh, and so uh, most of them are... Tell that, tell that to my dwarf cherry surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, most are, con- especially the concrete reinforcing wire, you know, they, they've been they've been uh, one side mm-hmm. to hold them together. Well, all you got to do is unbend, <laughs> de-bend... <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what else is uh, sprouted is the sweet peas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, they're up on the. And they're so unpredictable, though. Uh, <laughs> I sometimes, uh, you swear they they should, they would have froze, but they don't aren't damaged. The next time they disappear after. A yeah, yeah. So, uh, s- several gardeners and I for in the past years, we you know like every middle of every month we'd replant because <laughs> until we got one that uh, worked yeah. sometimes it not to, you know even if you plant them in february they'll still do a good job oh yeah for the spring but um, i'm hoping they're they're up now and i'm hoping they'll make it through yeah but I, as i was walking in the front i don't know what fragrance hit me but it was strong yeah i uh, smelled it too did you smell it too did we, we didn't talk about it was, that it was the cyclamen it's a cyclamen okay oh, what okay are you imagining are you are you encouraging their imaginations uh, on that cyclamen no it's a fact yeah I and mean, trace stands by that and it's the white one you say right the white one is the most fragrant okay. i'll be darned I just bought. I just bought a. You bought a bunch of white ones. Yeah, and I didn't notice <laughs> any fragrance. Well, that's kind of normal, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, is. Kind of you normal. To... People say you don't smell as good as you used to. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're, they're, that, it's, they're it's, probably it's, right. It never gets old. I thank you. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I was going to say. It uh, kind of does. I don't think but, I've. You know, I've stop I don't me. think no. I've laughed at it from the, the beginning. <laughs> I don't think you have. Oh well. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know it, what's kind of well, interesting, uh, I noticed this on the Christmas trees, and then I, uh, some of your staff helped me get the colors and in a in the mix of uh, cyclamen I wanted today. But they uh, they do that on the Christmas tree, too. To, uh, talk. Your cus- the customer comes in and says, here's what I want. Now, of course, the Christmas tree is pretty easy because they're all so, they all look so wonderful and uh, <laughs> respond. But on the, on the cyclamen, sometimes you want uh, all of them low blooms or you don't want overextending the blooms until you get them in the bed and everything. But the, they, the su- supply is so large and the staff is so knowledgeable about the uh, success of the cyclamen that they can help you pick out exactly what you need to fit your bed, and they're they're unbelievable in terms yeah. of. Uh, Did you see the one with the small bloom that has more white in the leaf? I I saw that. I've been first. That, that's what I picked at first, and then I get a little nervous about it. Have you had a history of that? I uh, yes, it's always the substitute when they run out of the, oh. the Sierras. So. Uh, mm-hmm. But gosh, they're they look pretty. So the blooms are smaller. They tend to have twice as many, but uh, the blooms are smaller. Well, and, they're and, so, they got, and they're so nice and compact. In they terms got that, of, that uh, white, like a bouquet. They got that white pattern in the leaf. 
So uh, it's not just the bloom. It's the, the leaf gives you a color other than green as well. Is that them on the far far end of our radio, far no, left side right of the radio? In the, in the, the, side, oh, the, the sideways table. Okay. It's got like a silvery white leaf. Oh. Okay. Where uh, she where uh, she is? Uh, behind her, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. That's a, well, uh, my purple is kind of that's the one color that's uh, uh, there's still some there, but that that's the least uh, amount there. But the oh, the reds and the whites. And the pinks are just unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, while we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow is the last day for Millburgers Blue Santa uh, Christmas Toy Drive. Uh, lots of things have been donated, but you can still bring stuff. Look on the website, and you'll see all the items and uh, what they're asking for uh, in terms of, you know, what, what to bring. Uh, like uh, new toys, uh, clothes, gently used stuff. But yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, let's take a second to talk to you about Prusky's Market. One of the big things that uh, I talked to Edmund about this week uh, was the Christmas tradition of uh, prime rib. And uh, they have got them, and you can get them. You just call up, and they'll uh, season it. All and uh, then you just pick it up before Christmas, and then you got it ready to go. Whether you're going to grill it or going to put it in the oven, uh, Pruskies can help you uh, with some great, great, great quality meats. Um, and uh, they've got the hams, turkeys. Uh, we talked about goose, uh, and uh, Pruskies is right there in Atkins, Texas. It's an old-fashioned meat market, and uh, Pruskies. Uh, is it's a it, well, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a great experience because it's a throwback to when you could talk to the butcher, tell them uh, kind of what you were talking about with uh, people helping you and saying, or yeah. you know, hey, this is what we're trying to do. What should we do for Christmas? Oh, you need to try this, or this is good. But Edmund always reminds us, though, yes. too, they use all the modern technology. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah, the for the for the wrapping and uh, oh, yeah, you can, and everything so that you can have it vacuum packed, which is nice and keeps it fresher. We did that with our quail. Uh we still haven't cooked our quail yet. Where is uh what? you've been talking about all this fo- food that you've gotten from Prisky's and I I don't remember that he's brought us any to yeah, taste, has he Jerry? It's, I, it's your age. It's your age. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> uh, Jerry remembers. Oh, yeah. That prime rib was good. Wasn't it delicious? It was really cooked, <laughs> cooked to perfection. Thank you. We tried. Laura Laura made that. Okay. I don't know where Calvin's thinking. But uh, you can also uh, check out the Yanta Ranch's meats they have, which are natural, uh, no growth hormones, no antibiotics. I don't want to. I know you, but a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people Look do. Look at what happened to me when I stopped eating you. I think that may have been from the antibiotics. And the, <laughs> and the, uh, but anyway, check them out. Prusky's Market. It's Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. Prusky'sMeatMarket.com on Highway 87 between 410 and 1604. You'll have so much fun. The experience is great. I mean, you will walk out of there so excited about the meats that and you have. From, and the gift boxes, too. If you're from Minnesota and you yeah. crave 
Swedish sausage, they've got that, too. Yeah, they've kind of got the Texas Swedish. Yeah, he has he, got a little he, heat, he, he got a little spice me, in it. He warned me that it yes. was a little different than the Swedish sausage I was used to. But. 830-227-8322 or Prusky's Meat Market, Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. Trust uh, me, you, you will you will call the show and you will thank me that I if you haven't been there. And if you haven't been there in a long time, you're, you're probably remembering how great it was to go. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, a while ago, we were talking about, uh, it doesn't seem like it's working. Oh, no, we're hearing you. Okay. A while ago, we were talking about. <laughs> okay, can you finish it? Uh, <laughs> cyclamine. Anyway, uh, I, I was asking Trace, I said, is that collards or what is that on that bench out there? Because we were talking about cold protection. Mm-hmm. And he walked out there and looked, and it's it's a uh, Brussels sprouts, which you immediately took. It's interesting that about Brussels sprouts, you you protect them a little bit different. Uh, if they if you got them planted in the garden, here and, we go. Here's the punch. Yeah, this about is about that age. We're gonna get calls from the Brussels sprout council. <laughs> I remember that for the the Christmas freeze. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The only thing that was left was Brussels sprouts. Oh, is that right? <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. Good old tough Brussels sprouts. But uh, one thing that's different with Brussels sprouts, and I guess you could do it with collards, too, uh, or, uh, is to, you don't use any materials to put over them. You just pile dirt over them. About four to six inches of dirt over the top uh-huh. to where you can't see the leaves anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that'll protect them. Uh-huh. They'll come right back from that, will they? Oh, yeah. Nobody's uh, going to call us and go, my Brussels sprouts still aren't? No, no. Yeah. They'll call you and say, now, it, you, did you know. have the same experience with your Brussels sprouts, Kevin? Uh, <laughs> my, my Brussels sprouts, uh, yeah, they, they escaped the freeze. Now, <laughs> now sometimes the... Which which we've talked about quite a bit. If you've got, oh, like uh, broccoli heads on and things, or uh, cauliflower heads on, yeah, they've yeah. got a little co- less cold tolerance. Yeah, yeah. So you, now, I don't know, this forecast doesn't seem too severe, but uh, yeah. if you want to be real conservative, you har- harvest what you can, uh, what you can use. Uh, just uh, if if the if the cold forecast is a challenging one that's uh, below freezing. Yeah. I, I used to, I was working with a guy named Brookover. They were a big uh, greens grower. And uh, I went out there one day after a fairly hard freeze. And he says, you want some, bro- some uh, broccoli? And I mean, they were huge heads, really perfect, perfect rodents. And of course, he was going to to the terminal market with them, selling them at H E B and whatever. He said, "I said, well, how many can I get?" He said, "A truckload, however many truckloads you want, because they had frozen, and it didn't kill the plant. It just made the soft, the plant soft, when it, when that head freezes on there." The whole plant is lost. Huh. 
So well, he, he couldn't sell a plant out of that 30 acres. Did you, you were when you were talking about the fabric, did you tell, tell us what, what supply of the fabric we have, the freeze protection? Oh, we got all kinds of things. Uh, all right, so we got the green stuff that has the drawstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like three sizes of the drawstring, and then there's a, a roll of it, and there's a really big sheet of it, and then we carry the pre-cut white, and then we carry it by the foot, uh, where it's a 12-foot 12 foot wide, and you buy it by the running foot. So they they could come in if they, if they have so, some beds, like for their cyclamen, they could come in with those dimensions and work with the staff and get the right. Oh, you bet. And yeah. then always get bigger than you think. Yeah, for sure. you got to have tack down. Yeah, that's a good point. And the wind. Oh, I, n- yeah. I never seem to get... Uh, to deal uh, deal enough with the, the wind on the on the north side of the of the garden. Yeah, it always uh, pulls up this, <laughs> especially if the cold spell lasts a long time. You know, it just keeps moving down the garden. <laughs> hey, so, let's help Tim out real quick. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Tim, welcome to Millburgers hey, Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, I called y'all last week about my onions. And I got them in the ground and fertilized them and everything. And I don't know how much to water them. I don't know if I'm overwatering or what. I sprayed them with Dacanel because I'm afraid they had a little fungus when they're wrapped up. But, man, they're all shriveling up, and they look like they're dying. Are they going to come back, some of them, or they're gone? What are they? Onions. Onions. Oh, gosh. Onions. Yeah, they'll come. <laughs> very very Why durable. Why are they shriveled up? I don't know. The smaller they are, they just look like they almost disappeared. Oh. Yeah, they should all come and, back. Okay, that's what my mom said. My mom said a long time ago when she planted them that she remembers they look like they die and then they come back. There yeah. you go. Will yeah, you start listening that, to that, your mom? A few days <laughs> even. They'll, they'll what the hell wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I've never planted onions. So <laughs> she said they die and they come back. It didn't yeah. sound right to me, die and come back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he, I guess he'll be he'll be kind of be in trouble that oh, he, he didn't okay. take his mom's word and uh, went, called us. Yeah, what's he called? No, PhD no, no, horticulturist no. and and but you, race. but you but you hear what he admitted <laughs> on the air was he should have followed his mom's advice. Well, so now that's after good. He's checked. <laughs> she got that's right. Four <laughs> votes. How much do I, how much do I water them? Uh, uh, not, not much. Not much. Just keep the soil moist. Right. If you got it in the garden, yeah, you can uh, use Trace and Calvin's finger method. Okay. If you stick your finger by them, and you feel moisture, uh, you don't need to water. I t- I take it you didn't get any rain this morning. Well, uh, I was I wasn't there. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it barely. But I, we got. Yeah, we phone. we got a little. Uh, it was only enough here to make it miserable. Uh, really? <laughs> well, I did. We, so this, we this time of year, it probably doesn't need water that much at all, right? Maybe once well, a week at the most, huh? I got have this pretty have, uh, black soil up in They have to have some water, but uh, uh, don't, don't starve them. Uh, die, let them die of thirst. Because they're, <laughs> they're expanding their root system out there. They've got a massive root system. So you okay. definitely don't want them to run out of moisture when they're trying to establish a root. How'd you how'd okay. you fertilize them? How much you fertilize them? Well, I put down the rock phosphate. It's kind of hard. I never used that stuff before. I just kind of like dusted it, 
kind of lightly the whole area. I had a raised bed, and then I just kind of mixed it in. I made little trenches. Then I planted them in the trenches. And then I had the other one, the ammonium sulfate. That's the one I'm afraid of. I put too much, I thought, because either just a little bit of that stuff, but I figured like a few little pellets here and there for each one. Is that about right? <laughs> what is one? They're like, they're like feed, four inches He's feeding apart. with ammonium sulfate. I, I would do like the pinch thing, like when, they, when they're cooking and they say a pinch of salt. Uh-huh. That's a, you know, a smidgen. Yeah, I, I just do the don. Well, it's nice if you think about it before the planting and you put it in a, yeah. like a week yeah. before. And then do the, yeah, like, I, uh, I Trace's talking about it as the, the follow-up in a, a few weeks. Yeah. But, well, yeah, they, they'll use whatever nitrogen you make available to yeah. them. But the neat the nice thing about the ammonium sulfate is... Uh, when you when you it dissolves in water, so right. you put down. You you just don't put down a lot of it. I mean, uh, because it does dissolve. Uh, I I think you ought to. Have you got any uh, 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 slow release fertilizer like uh, nineteen five nine? I got some Osmocote. I don't have any nineteen five nine right now. I right, don't don't. Don't use Osmocol. Save that for your... Yeah, it's too slow. Yeah. Because for- yeah. y'all said that y'all's 1959's got quick release and slow release, both. Or, what y'all said, right? That's what you're uh, looking for? Yeah. If you, if you were lucky to get any of that uh, winterizer mm-hmm. for, for, that was on sale here at Millburger Salad, that was too. quite a bargain. And that were, that'll work real well. Yeah. But, that worked uh, better than the ammonium sulfate? Well, if you're careful, like Jerry said, with the ammonium sulfate, that's yeah. that, that works well. But okay, you, I don't yeah. think I overdid it. I kind of worry because the way they they just kind of withered away. But uh, spe- no. sparingly, but sparingly, but frequently. Good idea. Oh, yeah, I got to do it again tomorrow, once a week. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I just give a little more time to see if they perk up. Yeah, you you're being yeah. over cautious with. Uh, with onions, I've never, they're pretty, never done them before. They're pretty tough. All right. What does your mama say about it? Yeah. What's her advice? <laughs> oh. And they die, and then they come back. Okay. We we'll see you. Good luck. That's kind of right. If it's so. not one thing, it's your mother. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Right. All right. Thank y'all. All right. Bye. Well, you have somebody to blame if something uh, happens. Don't you go there. Uh, <laughs> we just blame you, Milton. Oh, that's for okay. Every, that's for everything. A, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. Traffic this morning. From the you. stories I hear, oh man. If Jerry got on the air and started blaming his mama uh, for th- problems he was having in the garden, he would. He would. He'd get a call. <laughs> yep. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, and yeah, then, well, as long as we brought up the onions, yes. Let's let's remind everybody that uh, there's like there's seven got, ver- selections here, seven varieties here. Oh yeah, we, we uh, and I, almost anything anybody would want taste wise. Yeah, yep. and I planted them, and uh, the count is was exactly. I planted them every four inches, and I got two and a half eight-foot rows out of them. All right. So I must have got 60 plus, 60 to 70, depending on the variety that I planted. Yeah, it's it's amazing 
how they look like they're dead, but they're they're coming back. They'll come back rapidly. Uh, so well, I was yeah, I was kind of I I thought it was so neat that they had responded so quickly. I, I, but I went ahead and uh, did a little uh, edging of the water. Oh, okay. From uh, the first batch that I planted, and then the second batch, the I was lucky enough to get some wa- rain this morning and yeah. perked them up a little bit. Uh, as I was walking, looking through the cell items, I saw primrose. Have you sold primrose before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Primrose is is that uh, is that plant you see along all the highways, even in Primrose. Oh yeah, but we're talking. He's talking about a, the Primula Primrose, the 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 uh, t- the just like the cyclamen. It's in the same league as cyclamen. Oh, okay. It's not the wild you, one. You should see, take a look at those. They look just like. Handsy plants, but they've got that. That's it. That's where that uh, waxy yeah. coloring. They're 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 unbelievable. The, this batch that he's got, <laughs> and, and they come in happy colors, Milton. Boy, happy colors. Happy colors. Who doesn't like happy colors? Yellows and pinks. Okay. And, uh-huh. and browns. So they can brighten happy up. Colors. So tomorrow it'll be maybe a little dreary, but you'd have happy colors in the garden. You would. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, those browns are pretty weird. They're neat. Weird, yeah, they're neat. I wonder how closely related Blue, they, these are to, to the one that's to the wild plant, ones? planted on the highway. I don't think they are. Do they? No, no you don't. Do Just they, a similar yeah. name? You mean like the the, the, the primrose like t- that the wildflower also yeah. that grows in the, in the sp- spring? Yeah. They're coming up already. Basically. Right, yeah. And... Uh, when we were uh, looking for a pink blue bonnet, everybody would call and say, Well, you fool, they're all up and down uh, I-10. Speaking of blue bonnets. I know. He did. I thought he was going to do his own I, segue. I did too, but he wasn't. No. <laughs> so, if, if only we had blue bonnets here. What? Guess what came in, Milton? Blue bonnets? Blue bonnets. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that and, wasn't obvious. And, and a little bit of white bonnet. Okay. Oh, you're gonna or, make him mad. One or two flats of uh, burgundy bonnet. You know, okay. that that might be a fun present too. For yeah, it would be. Uh, but yeah. please don't make it a stocking stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> a little messy for a stocking stuffer. Be. Okay, so we have the maroon, but white, tray, and blue uh, blue bonnets, and are the uh, the um, ladybird blue? Yeah, yeah ladybird yeah. blue. All right. Cool. You want to? And there are they in the super six? Yes. Oh, that's good. But if you want those odd colors, come, yeah. come quick because there's not very many of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and I wonder bought, why I bought there's not very many of them. I don't know. Well, I took everything they had. <laughs> I think he's he's alluding to the fact that the color, uh, the red and the whites, maybe didn't germinate as much as the blue. No, no, I'm alluding to the fact that he don't he doesn't like to sell. The, uh, I no, no, he but just. I, uh, if it sells, I don't care what color it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Although yeah, I, that's although cool. I do know that if there were a burnt orange, it would sell better. Yeah. Oh, oh. You, you could keep them on the shelf. It couldn't it'd fly out the door? That's exactly right. Uh, but if you want to, you you want to make a uh, some kind of diagram or uh, art picture on uh, in the garden yeah then, all right then you then it's kind of neat to have through this so we colors. did announce it kind of late in the show but i'm betting before the show ends at two that lulu is over there getting blue bonnets uh. Uh. <laughs> well 
Well, I have my back to her. So is she over there now? No, nope, she's not there yet. Okay. Yeah. Right now she's in. The, she's like putting stuff, getting her purse, getting her keys, uh, and getting she, ready to get in the car. She might have. Drive safe. <laughs> it's going to be okay. She might have uh, uh, grown her own, let the kids. Uh, yeah, that's right. That sulfuric acid she was giving out, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think she did I, that. I'd like to know how that went. I, yeah, I, th- I think. If she'd bring the children in with bandages. Uh, I think the, that probably did not go uh, happen. She, she's also the gardener with, the, uh, with the, the, some of those milkweeds that we were talking Yeah, about. that's right. Yeah. Oh, we can ask her if she's got uh, caterpillars. Yeah. Did you talk about your milkweed? I haven't yet. Well, I think that's a good segue. Uh, so yeah. let's, let's do this real quick. We will talk about Calvin's milkweed. Right uh, after this, how much are the uh, super sixes? Do you remember? Five ninety nine. Oh, that's great! So about a dollar each for the uh, for the blue bonds. Good deal. All right, two one zero three zero. Well, I don't want to say that, but yeah, you got to buy all six. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Uh, Mill Burgers Gardening, South Texas, is right here on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930. No? Okay. That's weird. Uh, I did this last time. And, okay. And no, still? Okay. Huh. You're out of whack, Melvin. What's that? You're out of whack. Yeah, I'm definitely out of whack. <laughs> okay. They, uh... Do y'all say, you say this is not the primrose that's growing out on the highway? Okay. Do you sell seed of the one that's growing out on the highway? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, whoa. Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, Melvin. Sorry. <laughs> what little hell hearing I had. <laughs> All right. Can you hear us now? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, A bit. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. There nope. went my new hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we need to probably get something Technical better. Technical difficulties. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we're back, and I'll tell you real quick about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. <laughs> uh, that would kill any pest. <laughs> that, that would. Yeah, Spider-Man may try to use now sonic technology yeah. after hearing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you have pest problems, especially with the weather, you know what I'm talking about. Little furry things in the attic, or uh, maybe you have uh, from roaches like to rats. <laughs> like raccoons. Absolutely. Spider-Man can help you with that. And uh, I saw he was helping somebody else uh, termites uh, may still be a problem even mosquitoes with the uh, the moisture and stuff whatever it is whenever it is uh, if spider-man can be on your side uh, and he's been doing this since 1976 spider-man termite and pest control a great company you'll read the reviews online uh, and you'll absolutely see what we're talking about uh, people absolutely love them both businesses and uh, residential customers at spider-man termite and pest control 210-656-3721. Okay, we have James on the line with a jalapeno question at 210-308-88. Where are we? What's that? I can't remember where I am. Why? 
Okay. Just lost all my memory. <laughs> it just kind of flew out the other side of my head. Just a few minutes ago with the adjustment. I I have to admit I saw lightning go between his <laughs> two ears. Go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it could go that high. I've never seen it go. No, it was okay. James, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, uh, how y'all doing? We're, we're all a little deaf. Yeah, uh, no, apparently so. <laughs> the, the mixer was uh, a little uh, wonky. Hey, hey, I've been growing jalapenos for a while, and uh, I usually transplant a spring crop and try to nurse them through the, oh, my God, summer. Yeah. And waste a lot of water and fertilizer. Would it be better just to start new plants for the fall? And, and get a real good harvest instead of trying to nurse those plants through 100 degrees for 90 days or whatever it was. Yeah, they'll, uh, they seem to... The jalapenos. What? Said it's did not working. No, we're, we're still... Maybe yeah, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's working and I can't hear it well. <laughs> Just but I, keep talking. Uh, You're doing fine. Anyway. James uh, can hear you. Uh... A lot of, a lot of uh, people have, a lot of farmers, have tried to uh, grow them in the fall, uh, plant them in the fall, and then carry them through the winter with the idea that uh, that they would green up and they would have earlier jalapenos, mainly for uh, paste picante and uh, Vandewale picante sauce and those types of those first peppers uh, from Mexico are very expensive. Uh, so, uh, but they tried to do that, just thinking that they would come back from the root, but they won't. Uh, no, that, that's not my question. My question yeah. is, if I start transplants in June, will I get a better harvest than the spring planted transplants that I have to nurse through the summer? No, not necessarily. Uh, the 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 patine of the small peppers, I believe, uh, produce more in the fall. Because well, these are jalapenos. These are called the Jedi's. I get okay. the seed from Johnny's. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Johnny's a good guy. But anyway, uh, you basically your question is: Will they produce better in? Uh, Spring planted or fall planted, and it depends on how, how long the season is. Well, no, he wants to nurse them from the spring crop into a fall crop. No, I don't. I want to <laughs> plant a transplanted crop in the fall of the year for a better harvest. Have you guys uh, tried that, or do you know anybody that's having any luck? Because the the harvest from the the spring planted is real crappy this time of the year. They're not producing real well, even though they're fertilized. Yeah, they kind of shut back, shut down uh, in the heat of the summer. And, but uh, like I say, they start up again and and fall. Yeah, well, that's that's not a real good start. Would I be better off transplanting? Uh, like you transplant your fall tomatoes is, I guess, my question. No? I don't think so, because uh, okay. uh, the peppers, uh, 
In my, they have to get a certain size plant. In my in my garden, I have better luck with those that are continued through. Yeah. But I don't have a large enough sample to. Yeah. To know to. Yeah, yeah. You can you can nurse them along and get enough chilies for the pico de gallo. But when you you're trying to uh, sell these things, you not you don't get a very good harvest. Yeah, right? that's that's you know, the, ones and twos, and that's it, man. So. Yeah. Either uh, e- either strategy planted? sometimes doesn't work. When you, uh, yeah. This this year has been a tough year all together. Have you guys tried fall planted peppers like you fall plant your tomatoes? Yes, we uh, we had several growers uh, try that, and uh, I don't. Well, it depends on how the spring goes. You know, if you got favorable conditions in the spring I think you'll have uh, have better luck in the spring than you will in the fall because uh, when you put a fall plant out there it has to acclimate itself and then start growing but uh, I, I've known several farmers that have 50, 60 acres of them planted in the fall and uh I've never heard of a yield comparison. You might have to do your own little experiment, James. Yeah, it depends on the, the weather they have to experience. Yeah, the fall harvest of the spring-planted peppers is real crappy. You know, and it seems to me that a younger plant coming into production in the cool of the year would, would get you really sure. Get sure, pick on us old people and old peppers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's not worth trying then. Okay. Let us know how the, if you do a little experiment yeah. like that, let us know how it goes. I don't have a oh. definitive answer on that. I've, oh, seen, okay. I've seen growers do it, like Van der Waal is and, uh, and some, Brookovers. Some have good luck and some don't. Yeah, well, it depends on that weather. Uh, that uh, La- climate. W- welcome to the horticulture oh, world. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Thanks, James. Okay. Bye, James. Hey, Good one luck. One more question. One more uh, question. Are you quick, guys going to have a big onion contest? <laughs> a what onion contest? Uh, no, onion. but, I, but uh, I'll help you eat one if you bring it. Yeah, there you go. So no no big onion. No, no uh, top onion? No top onion. Okay. Sorry, man. But an onion could be in that, uh, if he's still got one going, he could always put it in that basket if we do the... Yeah. If we do the contest, were you were you the James that that kept winning the uh, the big tomato, the big tomato? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty famous around these parts. Yeah, I don't um, doubt it. Hey, are you going to have a contest for onions? <laughs> we're, we're probably no. we're probably not even going to do the contest. I'm sorry, for tomato, James. For tomatoes, even. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hi, James. Right. Thanks. Sir. Tell us what happens. Keep us informed on your experiment. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. So we only have a couple minutes left. Do we have enough time to uh, to find out about Calvin's milkweed, or should we wait until the top of the hour? I don't know. We have, I think we have to ask Calvin. Well, we could. Uh, you could tease it a little bit more. Yeah, we were. Give us. A, give we us. Were watching, watching for our gardener that has the, uh, that, that with boob on it, and she's the same gardener that uh, 
along with me and about what seven others or eight other gardeners bought uh, got bought one of those uh, large large milkweeds. Oh yeah, the white milkweeds. Yeah, I still have two. Oh okay, they're in the greenhouse. What'd you call them? Uh, Giant white. Giant white. Giant white. And of course, we wondered about whether they would be attract the the monarchs. And they, right from the beginning, they attracted the adult monarchs. But I never, uh, you know, and there was not much uh, egg-laying action or anything as far as I could tell. But uh, lo and behold, uh, last weekend, (laughs) I spotted uh, uh, monarch caterpillars on there. So it'll be interesting to see if if, uh, she shows up today as we expect, that uh, whether she has the same thing. Yeah. Now, of course, yeah, uh, as Jerry will bring it to my attention, uh, yeah. how are we going to, you know, these uh, these caterpillars are a long way from the winter ground, yeah. and they've got to they've got to grow up. I I think, and Milton came up with a good idea. Mil, uh, Milton suggests we. Uh, you sure? <laughs> well, it's and it's an idea. Oh, okay. Mil, okay. Milton suggests that, that, that we collect yeah. that we collect the. Uh, Monarch caterpillars, and uh, bring them in the house. Bring them into, uh, and I thought to extend that that maybe we uh, provide them to uh, one or more of those uh, butterfly houses. Houses that are out. Hey, that's a and that's a good thing to do too. Is if you've got a suggestion. Uh, on yeah, how, to, how to take care of them after the fact. Yeah. Uh, call us at 210-308-8867. We will come back in a minute. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, but we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. We talked to, uh, yeah, but I'm interested in, in seeing, uh, we need Tim's mom to call us. Tim, have your mom call us and tell us what Calvin should do with the uh, uh, with the uh, milkweed and not the milkweed, the monarch butterflies once they hatch. The caterpillars. Well, you were going to put the caterpillars in something, and they were going to keep eating and go. In. I mean, I did that with uh, with Guillermo, the the one that I raised from a little tot, uh, and uh, it just kept eating, and then it kind of formed into a chrysalis. Well, and I'm I would prefer having somebody uh, adopt them. You know, no, 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 no. Some, I know, but that's what I'm I meant is rather so, than me have to. Uh, I'll oh, to you're going to hire from my other activities oh, so you, that I can feed my. <laughs> you're going to have them adopt them at the caterpillar level, not then, not just the, the butterfly level. And they need milkweed to, to eat too. I guess I've got the. Oh, you probably the, you have plenty of milkweed. Big plant, though. All right. You know the humane thing to do. I'm scared that it is answer. 
they're not gonna make if you let turn them loose they're not gonna make it down to where they're supposed to be well that's why he's trying to find them a home here and send a butterfly adoption center yeah yeah but uh they're gonna suffer if you turn them loose in the, in this cooler weather. No, I I'm sure gonna, I'm sure we'll find him a, a, a very Calvin's going to find him a home. Home, yeah. Or he's going to take him to Mexico. He's going to drive him down to Mexico himself. You're right, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do. Where are they now? <laughs> where 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 are the it's by uh, it's a forest close to Mexico City. Oh, wow. Okay. Central, you got yeah. a, you got a good drive ahead of it's you. It's a good hike. Can you just put them on an airplane that's going there, and or is that considered wrong? We can send them UPS. You could send them UPS. Just put them in a box, put some milkweed, and just ship them to somebody's house. Well, uh, that's that's not too far from what I mean. They sh- they put them on airplanes and everything, all kinds of. Uh, if you are wild, aw- wildlife, or if you were aware of a uh, a monarch butterfly foster, I know we're going to cross. <laughs> we're going to cross somebody. We'll be. Uh, okay. they'll, they'll, they'll give uh, somebody with a lot of uh, ammunition to write to write about uh, in our uh, oh okay well wow. butterflies. I was just trying to but, help them. You know this is yeah that's true, and we're we're uh, tr- trying to learn what uh, plants they respond to and uh, and uh, what what options exist to preserve the or to improve the population so we'll see what we've come up with and and as milton requested anybody that's got any Mm -hmm. ideas and hopefully our uh our gardener that uh has been on our team with the uh, blue bonnets and the milkweed she'll well and her oh that that would be a great thing for uh classroom was capable of taking Ooh, care. Ooh, now you're thinking. Take it, taking uh, yeah. charge of those monarchs. You don't have to even have to have any sulfuric acid for the monarchs. Jerry, Jerry's disappointed, but all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We'll trace out. Yes, sir. I, I always ask you uh, what folks are asking about. So uh, grass, we know it's grass number one. What's number uh, two? Why are my leaves falling off my tree? Uh. Oh man, are they falling off trees? Do you tell them it's fall? Uh, in a polite way, I try to. Well, that's what I always do. So I, I think my, my, my first fall. no my, my first comment is well, I'm surprised it still has leaves. Oh. Well, you still all your have leaves. Hey, why not? Oh, you, know, you saw how many elms we've raked yeah. up? Yeah. No. The Another one of the issues related to that is uh, uh, should do should we rake up the leaves or should we uh, cut them up with our mowers? Or I, yeah. I, uh, maybe there's places where there's a lot more leaves produced oh, yeah. than there are here. East, East Texas, college days. Yeah. I don't know. There's always plenty in my yard. No, there's plenty in my yard. My, Jerry's neighbor has uh, all his. Yeah. Well, I have everybody's from the top. Oh, that's of the right. You said yeah. that. <laughs> and it is. Um, it really is. They they just. So last Sunday, got out there with the lawnmower, back and forth and back and forth. To, they were all gone. It looked good. Uh, I'll tell you about the other part of the lawn that looked good. Uh, today, full <laughs> of little yellow and reddish brown leaves. Uh, but the uh, the winter grass. 
Uh, looks great. Yeah, it's green and lush. Oh, man. <laughs> Even the little... Uh, we have to figure out what to put in the... Uh, <laughs> did you know the cats make circles on the ground? I think it's because they're speaking to the alien kin. But they uh, they keep... If they find some place to rub, they keep rubbing it, and then nothing grows there, and then you've got this big soil circle in your yard. I'm just wondering what they're doing in that soil circle. You sure there's nothing buried in there? Uh-oh. I don't know. There could be. You think that, that they're I, using I it as a litter box, too? It could be. Oh, it's pretty big. So I'm trying to think. Uh, it's about as big as... Uh, uh, I got nothing to compare it to. But about two feet across in diameter, I guess. Anyway... But uh, that's all that's there. That's the only that's soil better than you can see. better than in your patio. Huh? That's true. But that's the only soil you could see. That was my point, was that, uh, yeah. yeah, everything else is nice and green. And when it was mowed, it looks so good. <laughs> it does. It's very, very lush. Well, and then I keep, uh, I keep forgetting that you guys didn't get rain like I did this morning. But yeah. the timing was just perfect for the onions being planted and also <laughs> to, for the uh, sustainable winter lawn. Yeah. Just for a little needed. rain. It's unbelievable how uniform that grass, bluegrass is across the neighborhood. Well, p- p- part of it is that everything else was dead there, which is bare ground, at, yeah, at least in our yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, think of how many seed those things would have had to drop to make entire lawns uniformly covered with that bluegrass. But it also... Millions. Also, I, I've sprayed portions with uh, uh, grass be gone type, and, and it, you, it works really well. And uh, two days later, there's a new, new crop <laughs> coming up, filling, filling up the vacant, vacant space. Yeah. It's millions of seed laying there. And they didn't come up last year very much. I did mow my meadow. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope that doesn't kill what was um, coming yeah. up, but there wasn't much there. So. Okay. I don't At know. some well, point. You, you said it was okay. Yeah. Okay. some point, you'll have to quit and just let it go. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll see something come up. Uh, right now, it's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, we need a little more rain. Okay. Uh, Did you got rain here, obviously, Trace? Just enough to make it miserable. Oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, And tomorrow, by the way, is uh, Christmas tree buying weather. It is. Well, this morning looked like it was going to be. Yeah, it did look like it was going to be that way, too. I have a question for you experts. Oh, which ones? This, uh, and tra- in uh, Millburgers, uh. An advertisement. Uh, MillburgerNursery.com. Yeah. They've got onions there. Mm-hmm. And they've got a picture of onions growing side by side, individually, about two, in, two, over two, a little over two inches apart. And the bulb is forming right there at the ground. Side by side. It almost looks like identical twin. How in the hell could that happen? Because when you get a, when you buy a, a bunch of onions, there's all sizes in there, big ones and little ones and everything else, and we plant them the same depth. 
right? Not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Okay. Let's say we plant them at different depths. We plant them at different depths. They bulb at the same place at the same time. Well, I, I suspect Is it a that miracle? I, I suspect that's rather than a horticulturist, that's a... Uh, Photography? A uh, salesperson that put that, those in a... Yeah, arrangement to. Uh, it doesn't matter. They all do that. You got a thousand acres of them. They all do that. Oh. Hey, so by well, the way, you, you're saying that all the onions are the same size? Yeah. Oh my! Then I must be. My garden must be weird because <laughs> well, they, they come out different sizes. Yeah. Uh, but they're all bulb about that that way, side by side. Some of bulbs are large. Some of you think there's an onion conspiracy to well, when the know. temperatures get right, they start dying back, and the carbohydrates move to the onion. So well, and if the fertilization is the same, yeah. regardless of how much you fertilize them, they make bulbs just like that. You mean they, you don't have to fertilize them, and they'll have the same bulbs as you do they'll have to smaller, fertilize them? They'll all have smaller bulbs. Okay. If you don't fertilize. Oh, if you don't. Maybe that's what we did. Maybe we didn't fertilize the ones I had enough. The ones in the container. I bet I used uh, Osmocote, and they probably need more food faster than... You used Osmocote? Yeah. Okay, good. But but that's slow release, right? Yeah. And do, do they need, how fast do they need food? <laughs> well, the bigger the onion, the more food you got to give it. Yeah. Okay. I bet that was the problem. Because they just got to a kind of like a medium size and just said, yeah, we're tired. Yeah. It's a uh, real mystery. It, <laughs> can you can you uh, detect the insincerity in his voice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, speaking of uh, things to eat, to grow and eat yourself, uh, we have, uh, he brought up uh, Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. We got that. What else do we have? Uh, uh, I saw th- lettuce over there, Whoa. cauliflower, pretty sure I saw broccoli. You still have some of the the lettuce at the yes Crawford, Crawford lettuce. Yep. Oh, good. Let's remind everybody. You know, if you come in here to get your your uh, cyclamen or your uh, the vegetables that they were talking about, you can also ask for at the cashier's desk. You can ask for Crawford lettuce, a packet of that, and that they get, there's a lot of seed in those in those packets. Oh yeah, and uh, if you. Uh, uh, get that in your garden, and, uh, and of course, just to remind everybody, we don't don't cover the oh, no. lettuce seed with uh, soil. Just yeah. put it on top of a prepared. But what row. about compost? And then, compost. No, don't use compost either. Okay. But if you have an old-fashioned Coke bottle, yeah, you said that I could put it on the ground and kind of use the Coke bottle to push it. Yeah. To get the contact. Okay. So you have good seed soil contact. contact. Okay. What if I just step on it? Some will come. Okay. I'll just kind of make it easy. But I don't think they make Coke bottles with flat bottoms anymore unless I get... I'm just wondering if you can train a feral cat to do it for you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. We should train those feral cats. <laughs> Soon we'd be in charge of everything. Yeah, the feral cat brigade. 
<laughs> I'm thinking about this. Is this, a, this is where this is, this is where an AI come. problem. You can, you, can rent, you can rent a feral cat to somebody planting seeds. Oh, okay, I was I was going to go for the evil feral cat society. I should use <laughs> I should use our feral cats for good rather than evil. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have I have here uh, a Dixondale's mm-hmm. uh, week monthly newsletter. Very well written by, I guess, the man out there, Dixondale, uh, knows what he's talking about. He should. And he said, uh, says, with onion planting season just around the corner, we're excited to share some valuable information on how we recommend planting times. Said, why do we use zip codes over zonal maps? You know, they change that zone map. Oh, really? Because it's very, very difficult to uh, get them right with temperatures. Um, these uh, <clears throat> plant hardiness zone maps got an initial PHZM. Feels like I'm at the do- eye doctor. <laughs> what What's the lowest line you can read? You mean is there, there's, there's <laughs> after that first letter on yeah, there? There's right. something underneath there. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are useful guides for growing perennial plants. However, it's important to remember that onions are considered an annual, and this should be taken in consideration when planting them. These zones, on the average lowest, are on, based on the average lowest temperature, not the lowest ever recorded. In uh, USDA PHZM edition, the zones are based on uh, 1991 to 2020 uh, weather data. This represents an average lowest temperature for a given location over a 30-year span. Now, what what is it going to take take for the last three or four years? It's going to be, it's going to throw that whole thing off. It's important to note that microclimates, <laughs> which uh. Yeah. yeah, which uh, scale climate var- uh, variation can exit with, within a garden. Well, I think the good news, are you, uh, I was thinking that the good news is that the onions are pretty tolerant of everything. Yeah. So you don't uh, have to, uh-huh. if, as long as our friends at the, at the on, onion wholesaler uh, do continue to do a great job like they're doing. Yeah, we get the right plants. Well, they won't sell me an onion that won't function here. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that, which is no, it's great. I think that's a, a great philosophy that you deal with them. Well, and at, at the uh, always faced with the issue of uh, if I, you know, how how many with those bundles two ninety nine, <laughs> seventy plants or sixty to seventy plants. If I had that many, I'd have to build two more gardens and just have onions in them, a commercial onion. So I just picked two. Which two? Which two would you pick? 
Uh, the the varieties. Yeah, mean. the varieties. Huh? Well, so I, I, uh, I picked the the red red Creole and the uh, uh, ten fifteen or the. Uh, I would do Texas Legend. Yeah, the Legend. That's what I had this time. Is Granex. So that's that's yep. That's Grand five all the way. Uh, five eight foot rows. Just if you plant them every four inches, so that's a lot of onions <laughs> to do it. If you got se- seven, how do how are the gardeners that I guess they, I guess they know the names white Bermuda and. Uh, 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 Granix and yeah, all those. Grano and yeah. Oh, and ten and ten fifteen. Ten wow. fifteen. They know, so they, they, they sh- probably is that the ones that run out fastest. To ten fifteen. Ten fifteen. Why sells first, then Texas Legend. Then I'd have to say it's a toss up. Although the most popular these last two shipments has been the Reds. Hmm. I sold out of Reds. Twice before I sold out of the others, but That's I had some of them. Oh, okay. Hmm. But the reds are all sharp. They're no sweet reds, right? Yeah, there's a so- oh. Southern Bell Red. Oh, okay. A, I I like not necessarily sweet, but it's not pungent. Yeah, yeah. I like those red creels. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're, that was what somebody, I think, was suggesting as a, uh alternative when somebody called us, the one, the poor guy that Jerry still picks yeah. on, and said, you know... Um, they wanted the old-fashioned onions like they remembered. Yeah, they they wanted us to something uh, offer something <laughs> other than those sissy onions. Uh, they were they they wanted old onions. Little they little wanted t- onions that made them cry. A little taste to it. Uh, for the that onion. almost made me cry. I know. So hey, whatever wh- happened, Jerry, on your uh, those bundle onion onions? Oh, multiply onions. Yeah, I planted a row of them. Yeah, and they. Came up just like a shot. <laughs> we should have. Uh, we should have. Uh, the gardener that called that was disturbed by is not showing any. Uh, yeah, everyone. Oh. We should have given him some of those. Every they, one of them didn't come. They responded very quickly. Hey, uh, we need to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. 67. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer. Our friends at CPS want me to remind you that before you dig for any project, that's uh, including a landscaping project, a sprinkler system install, any uh, project, before you dig, call 811 or go online at texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. This is a free service, and it is the law because Texas law requires that everyone needs to contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. It's as easy as just going online. Uh, the violations uh, could result in fines, and you don't want that. And once the utilities are marked and in place, you'll know where it's safe to dig because no one likes surprises, especially broken utility lines. So before you grab your shovel, what are you going to do? You're going to grab your phone and call 811. One one, and take care of that. Make sure you're doing the right thing on that, so you avoid surprises, fines, and all kinds of nasty stuff. 
Now, if you see Jerry out there digging in the yard, what should you do? Nine one one. Uh huh. <laughs> and again, before, if it's, for everybody that's over seven, if it's too late before you dig, yeah. <laughs> before you do anything with Jerry, call eight one one. Call nine one one first. Let's see if we can solve this. Right. All right. Two and then feel his pulse. Yes. And then if that, and then you can dig the hole if you know. But Depending on what you need the hole for. Well, but you, yeah, that's right. But you're going to have to do two days before, uh, two working days to go. I'll start stinking by then. Yeah, you know, you don't want fines. Especially if you're digging in a rocky soil. Yeah. Sometimes it takes that long. There'll be buzzards out there. Yeah. Well, we should probably bring in the house or something. Birds, <laughs> we'll 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 announce that your new your special appreciation for yeah. birds is not. It's even more than the the bird go. bath. It's <laughs> but the, the buzzards too. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We mentioned that it's going to get into the thirties tomorrow. Uh, Trey said, "If you've got, you don't think it's going to get in the thirties." Oh, and third, okay. The winter rain prediction. That's above freezing. Yes, it's still above free. Well, depending on the forecast, just barely above freezing. So uh, the hill country should be. Are there things you should freeze. if you got them in baskets or pots that you should definitely bring in? Well, we get we probably got spoiled because the tomatoes didn't get phased oh. one bit. Yeah. So if you got them in containers, you're going to bring them in. Well, no, no, I wouldn't go. bring them in, but I would, I would get all, get all those that are showing any ripeness, yeah. get them in, yeah. harvest them, put them in, yeah. a, and let them turn yeah. uh, orange, the rest of the orange inside the house. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what about any of the the blooming plants too that that were uh, maybe summer or spring? I think. I think I'm going to take a chance on the. Oh, well, the tropicals should be. You know, already bougainvillea and uh, uh, hibiscus, and um, how yeah. about cherry? Cherry, differentiate for folks the the, the, the hibiscus, the ones that the tropical hibiscus yeah. that needs to go inside, and then the ones that are just normally what dro- dropping yeah. leaves now. Or? They're probably the perennial hibiscus uh, is is a uh, root hardy. All the way to Canada and beyond, but uh, they drop their leaves because of uh, day length. Yeah, so they we wouldn't matter to them what the cold is. No, they, no, they're yeah. gonna drop their leaves yeah. anyway. And a lot of people say, "Well, I'll put put them in the greenhouse," and those stupid things start dropping their leaves in October. Whether they've seen freezes or, or what, because they're shutting down. But uh, that's the genetics working there. But if you got one of those uh, 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 tropical hibiscus, one with the great big flowers and uh, shiny leaves, most most perennial hibiscus have, don't have a shiny leaves. So. Um, they they need some protection if you want to try to carry the plant through, but you can cut them back pretty severely, and uh, then they'll reblow. In fact, it's best to cut them back like that because so they can form out new new uh, growth 
and bloom better next spring. So uh, don't don't fertilize them very much. Uh, you use a water soluble fertilizer maybe every ten days uh, when you water them. That's important too. Keep the plants watered uh, during this cold, especially if you got them <laughs> during this cold. Uh, especially if you got them. Uh, kind of outside they go get a light for you uh, I, me- I remember there was a horticulturist going to all his neighbors telling them to water their shrub before the or no how was it they were they were watering their shrubs right before the cold oh that's a good point that seems to and this person was running from I don't know if they threw him out of the neighborhood or what mm. Calvin, do you recommend that people at this point, knowing that a freeze may be here, get out there and water, water, water? Actually, they can't. They can do it by hose, uh, handheld. But yeah, well, if they want to. But if it's if you're looking for freeze protection, that's not any freeze protection. What, okay. What Jerry is making fun of? Yes. Me because I I uh, <laughs> never. Well, <laughs> but uh, but you know it's another one of those issues that we've talked about quite a bit where. You, you uh, is is related. Giving plants water is related to long term uh, yeah. freeze protection, but giving it the, the night before the freeze comes is not going to do the job. The, the job is if the plant's in good shape and has been watered, helps. But in the uh, like in the orchards, mm-hmm. if they if they run the water, if they can run the water during the whole period when the freeze is in place, then they can, quite often they can uh, prevent any kind of freeze damage. Yeah. But that's that's pretty tough. you got to have a, you've gotta, a lot of water. You've got to keep the water going until the ice melts. Yeah. And if it's six hours or if it's eight hours, oh. if, if the, as long as the water doesn't freeze then its temperature is below 30 is above 32 degrees yeah the minute it freezes then well, you're, you're kind of defeated in that whole process yeah a lot of people say well i i put water on my plants and i called them to ice that or ice up yeah and that that provides uh insulation a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. So just at this point, just cover what you can and... Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, yeah. you know, we're still under the... We're still having the drought. Right. I'm not going to... I'm not going to cover my uh, lemons and limes. What is... Are you... I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be okay. I hope, I hope, I hope. <laughs> oh, dear. Why, why are you looking at him like that? Oh, because we've it, it is <laughs> for a number of years being uh, liberal like that in terms of the covering has been successful. And then suddenly we've had a number number yeah. of years where we've gotten we've gotten blasted by uh, yeah. they just they just uh, if the I don't know if the wind's been involved uh, yeah no. the cha- changes in the. Uh, 
have quick changes in the temperature uh, or yeah. just a lot of factors involved in it. And <laughs> we, we haven't had a good luck in protecting limes and lemons. Yeah. But uh, Elderica is the one that's uh, not Elderica. Uh, the the uh, lime lemon. Uh, uh, oh, the big large one. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Oh, what? <laughs> He's trying to think. No, of I, I'm trying to think of it too. And if, if you hadn't asked some, me, I'd remember. Meyer, Meyer, Meyer. That's it. Good. Yeah. Man. Well, he said it. I'll give him credit. <laughs> but uh, it, it also depends, on, especially on those tender ones, how much preconditioning they've had. Now, thinking of preconditioning this year. They're still pretty. Uh, have we had any? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, they're just recovering from the last freeze, basically. Yeah. Haven't so, I had I had in my limes I had one fruit that ripened <laughs> one piece of fruit was it good yes it was very good uh, <laughs> I don't remember drinking or getting any of that do you miss it no must have I, slipped I through the cracks so yeah good. it was a, a lime about as big <laughs> as a golf ball and I. I used it for like six cups of tea. There you go. <laughs> Talk about imagination. There was a lot of imagination there. But uh, I'm thinking if you were one of those people that didn't care about, didn't think it was important to water during this drought, Uh-oh. I think there's going to be lots of damage to show up. Mm. And uh, it wasn't like, Miss Tanya and I didn't tell people. Well, if you're gonna want to be conservative, uh, come and get, come and make sure you got some of those materials that Trace talked about, the, the fiber and yeah. the fabric that yeah. uh, to cover the plants and heat sources. Uh, I don't think we'll need any heat sources this time, but it's good to have them for the winter for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about. Our satsuma deal uh, and citrus is getting low, and uh, I'm 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 thinking about somebody in Kerrville wants a a Christmas tree for citrus. Christmas present. Yeah, and so I've been struggling with that. It's interesting what I dream about. Oh no! Or stay awake and think about. But yeah. uh, you'll be haunted by the <laughs> Satsuma. <laughs> but uh, we've got especially if it doesn't make it. Really, it good. sounds like your monarchs. You're going to hear them. Why? Why? <laughs> sure. Thanks for bringing that up, Melton. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then I'll get the, get all these emails from people saying, "You were the one that told us that uh, yeah. cut down oh. those tropicals." Uh, uh, whoops. Okay. I'm November first. Sorry. sorry, I said anything. <laughs> But uh, we've got some uh, some large and tall uh, citrus out here for sale. Well, and, and I'm th- pretty pretty sure those are uh, uh, Mr. Moore's uh, uh, bumper. Yeah, bumper. As well, and if you do have some that are in containers still, or if you want to pick up something here, don't transplant them yet. There you go. 
Wait, wait a, what is potentially a week, huh? Yeah. And uh, and then uh, at least wait till the till the uh, there's no yeah. cold weather predicted, but in some cases it might be best to wait until early spring. Yeah. But we don't know how many they're going to have by then. I'm surprised they've got that bumper, which is the most productive uh, citrus Mr. Moore ever produced. Uh, but I think uh, the people wanted the orange frost and uh, Arctic frost and all that stuff. And that's the re- reason these are so tall and big. We've got Mary on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Mary? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Oh, hello. This Hi, is Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah. I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to ask the guys um, about Asiatic jasmine. We have a big lot, and we had loads of that. Uh, just beautiful under the trees and and everywhere. But that February twenty first freeze. Yeah. Really did a lot of it in. So now, is it safe for me to replant? And would you plant it like in the spring, or do you do it now? Well, before winter, I had lots of Asian jasmine, and uh, it fell. It fall. It fell. It froze. And uh, I had it in the trees and everywhere else. And now I look in the look in the trees for it. There's just one or two sprigs in the top of those trees that made yeah. it through the freeze. It's 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 literally dead. Um, yeah, I've got uh, some Jerry that's near the house, and yeah. it's coming back. I don't uh, know if the heat from the house. Yeah, could be, and it'll re it'll respread. I guess is that in a word? Uh, you know, go back to where it was after about thirty years. I haven't got that time, Jerry. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm going day to day right now. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that, yeah, that'll be a, that'll be kind of a tough question. But uh, you know, you, you, the conservative you thing would be to wait. But most of us have been, you know, been planting. Yeah, been planting. Oh, so you would plant it now, then, Calvin? I would. If uh, okay. In, if. Uh, Unless there was a, oh, unless there was some big uh, uh, event, or if you had plenty of time to wait, uh, I imagine there's a big shortage of it now. Is oh, there, there is a shortage. Yeah, because uh, it froze back all over the state. Yes, it was all over our park, and yeah. now you know here and there it's just fine. Like the frost never touched it, but the rest yeah. of us. Have lost a lot of it. <laughs> it's such a lovely ground cover. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Che- have you checked? Is it hard to find at the nurseries? No, I haven't looked. I, I was going to fill in with rock, and then I thought, oh gee, I live in a wooded area, and and the leaves are going to be in the rock, and and hey. I thought, oh, if I could just have jasmine back. We yeah. lived here 38 years, and that was the first time that it froze was February 21. Yeah. Wow. Oh well. Uh, what you could do is uh, use the largest plant you could find and ground cover size plant, 
and uh, do some good soil preparation around those individual plants to try to get them to start running. And, uh, Including they, a little fertilizer? Oh, yeah, big-time fertilizer. Okay. Uh, I used to fertilize mine all the time. Oh, and did it, you? I never had to. Uh, well, Yeah. you never chose, Steve. Well, they were so thick everywhere. I uh, know. Yeah. But that that's not happening now. <laughs> no, no, it's but, not. Uh, if you could stimulate those pl- larger plants to grow and p- put out runners, and then you could easily transplant them to other areas and save you a lot of money. Okay. Okay. I know that's not a yeah. problem for you. Oh. <laughs> Well, you never know. But anyway, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much. I missed your show earlier, but I, I seldom miss it. I've been listening to you. How many years have you been on? Goodness I think I was one of the first listeners, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, I enjoy it. My husband enjoyed it, too. So. Yay. All right. Thanks, all right. Good luck the... on your ground cover. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye, Mary. Well, I hope you're enjoying the show, too. If uh, you are, give us a call, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, that dog is having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> playing, uh, playing with the wagon. Is that a black lab? I'm guessing it is. Some, At least part of it is. Yeah. He's playing with the wagon, jumping in and out of the plants. He's having a great time. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308. Uh-oh. Someone's getting some blue bonnets. Is that what they have over there? I Can you the, see? I haven't seen the blue wow. Yeah, it looks uh, whole, like a whole flat. There goes one flat already. Yeah. All right. Well, hurry. Um, oh, yeah. The he's run out? No more. Okay. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I got news. Oh. It's going to upset some people. Okay. Niels Berry and I have decided to come out about a plant that we both love. Oh, I know which one it is. He's got, there's a huge picture of the perp, something purple. Uh, <laughs> a, he got a question, said, Purple Heart will. Oh. I have never grown Purple Heart before. But it did really well for me this year. I'm told it is winter hardy. Uh, It's everything hardy. Yeah. (laughs) Will it come back in the spring? My other wandering Jew plants uh, never have. Mm. And Rhenea writes, it's one type out of that group that is winter hardy. The plant is... The plant itself is winter hardy because the roots are winter hardy. But the top is not. The top dies off of it. Oh, okay. At least a little freeze. 
So it's more like a root hardy perennial? There you go. Look at that guy. Hmm. We're, we're, we're going to not have to come. After what a whiz. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is that a woos? <laughs> I'm not sure. Said uh, it will freeze to the ground and already has in some parts of the state. Hmm. But if you leave it undisturbed, it will sprout out again in the spring. And what he didn't say is, when it sprouts out in the spring, it'll be prettier than it's ever been before. Because the the uh, new sprouts are beautiful purple. And uh, the the main plant is... Uh, it's tough enough to uh, take a drought. I yeah, mean, I was going to... Big time. I say it's sort of uh, winter, winter hardy, succulent. summer hardy, spring yeah. hardy, fall yeah. hardy. Yeah. That your planting should get thicker and thicker over that time. It's a great perennial that many of us have fallen in love with. Uh, Laura likes hers. Oh, yeah. She uh, she put some in a pot, and she was just noticing, like last week, I said we were cutting on. She goes, man, these things are doing great. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think I told a story. I have a home nurse that uh, I, after I fell a few times, they put her on me. And she, one day she called me. She came in and said, can I have some of that? A cutting or two of that uh, uh, that plant you got in the front front planting there. I said, I, I don't know. Uh, are you willing to do what it is to, to take care of it? And she said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. I said, the way you take care of it is you throw it down on the ground and stomp it in. She said, you're kidding, aren't you? No way. Thought I was kidding. Huh. Yeah. You. But uh, what did she do? She got the cuttings. Yeah. I said, get, them, get a wheelbarrow full. I mean, the more you cut that thing, the prettier it is. Oh, okay. And it's easy to cut because it's uh, succulent. But it's a cactus is what it is. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, she, I said, next time she came, I said, did you did you uh, take care of that plant I gave you? She said, oh, yeah. said, as soon as I left here, I wrapped it in damp, moist cloth, uh-huh. paper, which is an insult to the plant. The plant was thinking, what Hang- the hell is she doing? Hang on, James. <laughs> And uh, and she said right after that, uh, I, didn't, I had to wait a couple of days to plant it, and I was carefully out there and digging around and planted it. She said, "Do you know that thing never wilted? Hmm? And it never, <laughs> uh, it was perked up, growing new foliage within two days." Well, yeah, that's it. Hey, James has uh, another question, 210-308-8867. James, welcome to the show. What's going on today? Hey, I'll make it quick. Uh, I'm not short on time. I'm bringing in a few select plants uh, today uh, because I'm not going to be able to do it tomorrow. Um, one of them, hardy hibiscus, I'm growing as a container patio plant. 
My concern is uh, it'll probably be okay this time, but first hard freeze, I'll need to bring it in. It's kind of long and leggy, the the limbs, if you will. Yeah. Will it hurt it? Will it hurt it to cut it back before I bring it in? Because it'd be a lot easier to move. Or yeah, no. Stimulate. What 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 kind of plant is it? Do you know? Hardy hibiscus. It's, it's called it's it's called big hit H I T. It's a white flower with a like a, a pink throat. It's real pretty. Has it lost its leaves already? No, it's actually in bloom. It's got leaves uh, sparsely, but it's been dropping leaves. But it's been blooming really good the past uh, month or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, regardless of whether it's perennial, the perennial should already start losing its leaves, quite a few of them. People okay. get upset that it died. But uh, that's what the perennial hibiscus does. But uh, the others... Uh, the uh, tropical hibiscus, the one with big flowers and pretty. I'll, I'll let him go by again, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, when he gets there dead, he won't get there at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get him let me uh, have a wire. No. That I can put across. No, no, no. We don't have much time. Keep helping James. <laughs> okay, so can I cut it back before I move it yes. indoors for the winter, or will, it, will that be detrimental? Whether it's perennial or uh, tropical, you can cut it back as much as you want to. Okay, because I got one of each. So the tropical cut back as well to oh, it's yeah. pretty tall. How short can I cut, or would you cut it back to? How many inches above the soil line on the tropical? Or both of them. Five to six inches. Five to six inches. I yeah. can do that today. But today, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye, James. Thanks, Thanks, James. Talk to you later. 210-308-8867. But there's probably not time enough to call. Um, would you write that down for tomorrow? Yeah. Especially if you can help Calvin and his monarchs, if you got an idea on that. <laughs> He needs to find them a foster home. Uh, yeah. Uh, the caterpillars. The cat. Oh, yeah. You're not going to even let them hatch. Or I guess is that what they do? Yeah. Or are they already hatched? Oh, they're already oh. hatched. Because <laughs> I'm not worried about. The, I'm not looking for eggs. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. If they're caterpillars are there or are, are eating the foliage now, I'm looking for a, a place <laughs> where they can mature and. Um, Live. Head south, huh? No. They don't want to head south this time of the year. They, they will, don't? They want to. I thought they had to instinctively. Um, they are inclined to, but. Uh, yeah. But they're not. It's not as strong as uh, some of the birds or anything like that. Oh, okay. So there's a lot, a lot of. Oh, there. I, I saw an article on the. From one of the California researchers that talked about 200 uh, different uh, sub uh, breeding areas for uh, on along the coast of California for monarchs. Huh. I remembered the one in uh, Monterey but, uh, by the military base, the Defense Language Institute, that uh, was was uh, just just like the one in Mexico. Not as big, but just yeah. spectacular. But I don't guess they're worried about the earthquakes. I think. Um, the, the butterflies don't seem to be. There enough. you go. They could fly up, I guess, above it. 
Hey, was that a schnauzer? You're in charge of this show, Mel. Was that uh, a schnauzer puppy we just saw? Did you see him cross? Oh. Oh, okay. I don't. He'll come back. Yeah. But there's anyway. No, that not that one. Not the one that's attacking the lab. <laughs> Does he understand how small he is? All right. Well, listen, we're going to say goodbye for today. Uh, don't forget, come on by Mill Burgers and help out Blue Santa. Uh, still plenty of time to do that, uh, but tomorrow they pick up everything, so tomorrow's the last day. Uh, go to millburgernursery.com to see uh, what the stuff uh, they're looking for, what items that you can donate. Uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, get something for yourself or get a gift card for that someone on your shopping list. We'll say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick on behalf of the Docs. Thanks to Barry doing a great job. And thanks to you for listening on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.